Rise from your grave. Hi, this is Henry Zabrowski from Last Podcast on the Left, and I want to tell you about the last book on the left, a book written by the boys of the Last Podcast on the Left and illustrated by incredible artist Tom Neely of Henry and Glenn Forever and Ever. It is an evil mad magazine look into the lives of nine of the most notorious serial killers of all time. They're right in there. No detail is left undiscovered. Go and take a look. Let it creep your mind. Available where all books are sold. And books are sold in many places. Right from your grave. Glory to God. My name is uh, Kathy Brocks. Hallelujah. And this is the LUTG Radio Show. And the name of today's show is titled, Get Wisdom, God is Plenteous, number two. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus loves you. 100. Amen. First, we're going to just open up with a, uh, with a prayer. Let the Lord lead me. Amen. Father God, amen. In the name of Jesus, I come to you through the shed blood of your son, Jesus Christ. I come to you humbly and with boldness, saying thank you, Heavenly Father, for not only waking me up this day, but giving me a desire for you. Lord God, I thank you for the desire to seek after you and to seek to fulfill the hope and the purposes that you have in my heart. I thank you, Lord, for your joy and for your strength that I may exude that onto the radio, that I may be a conduit of joy and exaltation, helping to drive people towards you. Amen. Glory to God. The word of God is alive and it is alive in each and every one of us. And that is because of Jehovah God. Thank you, Lord, for you are our shield and our buckler. Amen. And you are the defender of our hearts that holds the word of God. I thank you, Lord, for your hedge of protection. I thank you, Father, for you are worthy. Of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. Thank you, Elohim, Jehovah God, Lord Adonai. Our power, our strength, our joy, our peace, our comfort, our love, our creativity. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for desiring to hear my worship and my prayers. Thank you, Lord, for speaking through me. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me to be a blessing. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me words of utterance today that I may reach all the ears that God intends to reach through me. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your mantle of boldness. Thank you, Lord, for your mantle of love. For you are the God of peace. You are the God of wisdom and strength. The Lord is alive. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus loves us 100%. The Lord loves us 100. 
the Lord loves us 100%. And because God loves us and the word of God is on the inside of us, we cannot have a defiled mind. I just want you to remember that. You cannot have a defiled mind because God lives in you. So if at any time you ever hear doubt, which is a defilement, you ever hear words like, I want to kill myself or I want to hurt myself or I'm no good, I'm not beautiful, anything negative that you are hearing about yourself, those are seeds that were planted on the inside of you from the enemy. And it'll come in different forms. But know this. You can root out all evil by simply saying what the Lord says about you. And he said that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And oftentimes we attribute that to women. But there are a lot of men out there that have identity complexes and crises. Jesus is the example of love and exquisite beauty. His beauty is not just in his physical attributes, but it's in how he loves. So, gentlemen, you are beautiful. You are beautiful. Anytime you hear a man call a woman ugly, it is because he himself thinks he's ugly beauty is in the eye of the beholder and what we see is a reflection of what we feel so the next time you hear any man calling anyone ugly pray for him because he needs an identity overhaul he needs to know that his identity is in Christ Jesus that's where his identity lies not in the mirror, not in the photographs, not in the accolades of his friends, none of that. Not even getting paid to walk down a runway, and there's nothing wrong with that. As long as they know that that is not the end nor the beginning of who they are, that is only a small piece. That is, that is a seed to sow into the harvest that God has for them. You understand? I just want to make sure you understand that. God loves you 100%. Amen. Exodus 35 and 31 says, And he hath filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and all manners of worship. That was one from yesterday. Deuteronomy 34 and 9 says, And Joshua, the son of Nun. Okay, so I'll go back to that one in a second. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him. And did as the Lord commanded Moses. 
the laying on of hands is like it's like passing on an inheritance like a father would pass on an inheritance fathers often pass on things that they know and things that they have learned to their children to their offspring or to those that they consider their offspring for those that don't have children they want to mold you and to make things easier for you as you make your way in life god wants to make things easier for us as we obey him in third john 2 it says beloved above all things i wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers now if we go back to exodus 35 and 31 he says and he hath filled him with the spirit of god in wisdom in understanding and in knowledge and in a manner and in all manner of workmanship to be spirit filled with the spirit of wisdom of god is god saying look obey me and i'll make your path straight which means you're going to be walking straight towards me and in the things that i do and as you do as i ask you to do you're going to be blessed and you'll it's gonna be it's gonna be easy for you because even if even when you go through trials and tribulations you'll go straight through you won't stop oftentimes people when they go through hard times trials and tribulations they are standing in the middle of the trial and the tribulation instead of walking through they're standing there going ah ah trying to defend themselves they're putting their arms up ah ah that hurt ah and they should be walking straight through. Prime example. Here's an easy one. Everybody's seen bully movies. High school bully movies. We seen them. 90210. That was a that was a series of bully movies. Somebody comes to the rescue. You know, the tough guy, the quiet guy comes to the rescue. It's always, you know, somebody standing up for the little guy. But then there's always this one character, this one little guy, this one little guy that they're going to consider a nerd. And lo and behold, this guy's taking karate lessons like Spider-Man. The amazing Spider-Man. He gets bit one day on a hand by a spider. The next day he got all kinds of muscles. He don't really know how it worked, but he knows something's different about him. And the bully comes as usual. To beat up on him. And all of a sudden. Spidey is moving out of the way of every hit. And then Spidey decides to take a hit. To got me to give a hit. Push. Walk through it. Meaning believe that God got you. Believe that God will move you around all hurt harm and or danger just like the 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 character spider-man was moving from every punch god's gonna do the same thing for you make sure you move from every punch he gonna move you a little bit to get make sure that punch doesn't hit you he gonna move you a little bit to make sure that punch doesn't hit you he gonna move you and move you and move you. you you get what i'm saying for some of us that may be in the form of 
um, auto accidents or people coming up and accosting you. Some people, they'll believe uh, randomness that they hear and they see on the Internet. They'll say, well, I'll pay you $1,000 if you go and punch such and such a person. Or if you go steal their wallet. Or if you go do... And people will, will randomly do that. And they'll come back. Well, I got it. Where did I send it? <laughs> Nothing heard from. The next thing they hear is a knock on the door. <laughs> it's the police. Oh, you jacked up now. See, touch not thy anointed is what what God says. He says, and he, he's, he's trying to help you. He's He tells you ahead of time. Don't be going around doing that mess. Use wisdom. Use wisdom. Oftentimes, we we when we get in hard times, we want to look and see what everybody else is doing in order for us to obey. But we got to do what God says do. Oftentimes, when we listen to that kind of mess, we listen to somebody tell us to go hurt somebody else so you can make some money. It's fear. It's a fear saying that God won't provide for me, but God will because he says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind cannot be defiled. The only way the enemy can defeat you is if he can get you to believe a deceitful thing. A deceitful thing is a lie. If the enemy can get you to believe deceit, then he has already defeated you. That's the only reason why he defeated Adam and Eve in a garden. Is he got them to believe the deceit. Otherwise, they'd have been like, oh, that's the devil, whatever. The enemy doesn't care whether you live or die. He only wants your soul. Because every soul that he gets, he knows it hurts the father. So his job is to do as many deceitful things as possible to get you to believe, to get you to not hope. The second he gets you to not hoping, oh, buddy, guess what happens next? The next thing he says, all right, go ahead. You are Romeo and Juliet. You cannot have the one that you want. And that one thing could be a car, it could be a house, it could be a job. Because Rome, a Romeo and Juliet syndrome is not always a person. A Romeo and Juliet syndrome is the lie, it's, it's, it's the idea is that you want something that you cannot have. And you would do almost anything to get that thing that you want, whether that is a person or an object. Some of us go around changing our anatomy. We'll do things like we are already a size C or maybe we're a size A cup in breast and we go get like a triple X. And what does that do? That starts to break our bones, destroy our backs. But we walk around like everything is okay and we pop in pain pills while our back is going. And God is saying, I didn't make you to have that size breast because your body cannot handle that i gave you a body for the for the assignment that i have for you i didn't give you that size breast because you don't need that size breast i didn't make your skin color white because 
I have you in a certain place where I want you to be to do a certain thing. I didn't make you black skin because I have you here because that's where I want you to be. I want you to be in the sun. I want you to be in the cold areas. I want you to be, you feel me? Like hairy men, hairy men, I want you in the colder places. I'm only, I'm speaking in biblical times, all right? Nowadays, you can go anywhere you want to go, no matter what you look like. But God is saying, don't get, don't be putting yourself down because of the way you look. I made you for such a time as this for a purpose. And you are fine. Your identity is in Christ Jesus. Don't start looking at magazines and saying that I need to escape myself and I need to do this and I need to do that. To look good and to be appealing and to, you know, to fit in. Stop caring about what the world thinks you look like. Be more concerned about your heart and what your heart looks like before God. What does your heart say when you stand before God? What will your heart say if God was to come to you today or tonight in your bedroom? Could you stand before him and say, "Okay, Lord, I have done everything that you have asked me to do. Lord God, I'm obedient to you. I surrender to you, Father God. I don't have any unforgiveness in my heart. Lord God, I seek after your wisdom. I lean not unto my own understanding, God. I I fully trust in you. I know you got me, God. I trust you. Jehovah, I trust you 100%. I trust you, God. Can anybody say that? I trust you, God, 100%. I I trust you, God. I mean, can we say that? I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Trust you, God. I trust you, God. The part early I was telling you, and uh, it's uh, 1 Chronicles 16.22. It talks about, it says, uh, touch not my, saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. And in Genesis uh, chapter 12, I'm going to read the whole thing. In Genesis chapter 12, and it's verses 1 through 3. And this is one of the reasons why you don't want to touch God's anointed. And the reason why you want to be a blessing to people. And the reason why you want to obey God. And why you want to surrender and to believe and to trust in him. It says, now the Lord has said to Abram. I'm in Genesis 12 verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord has said to Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Abram had to have trust. He had to trust the Lord. He's telling him, I want you to leave everything you know, and I want to, I'm going to tell you which way to go. Leave everything you know. I'm going to tell you how to get that turn-by-turn action. The same thing he did to Pastor Winston with Miss Love that needed some food. Miss Love had to believe that if she would pray for food, that God would send her food for her and her five grandbabies. She had to believe that. And they in there starving and hungry. For hours. They were hungry. Until they decided. That morning. To pray and to believe God. Abram. Had to believe God. 
In verse 2 it says, and I will make of thee a great nation. He's telling Abraham, trust this. You ain't got nothing right now, and you ain't got no sign to believe anything I'm telling you. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to make you a nation. You know how big a nation is? A nation ain't one, two, three kids. A nation is like hundreds of thousands of millions of offspring. That's a nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. You know how great a name can be? A name that is made great is a name like Jesus. That's a great name. He's telling him, I'm going to put you on the same lines as my own son. Think about it. When you talk to other people from different countries that do not worship Jesus, but they know who Jesus is, why? Because of Abram or Abraham. Abram became Abraham. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's who they know. I will make thy name great. Go and ask any of them, any of them over in Israel and Saudi Arabia, over in these in in these countries that don't worship Jesus, but they know of him. And they know of him because they know of Abraham, whose name, according to the word of God, has been named has been made great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And I will curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Amen. That's why you don't want to touch God's anointing. Because he has the ability to make your name great. Or to make you an afterthought. You are not even thought of no longer. God has the ability to bless you or to curse you. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. And he gives you the ability to to have life. By choosing him, you have life. By not cursing or doing harm or touching his anointed, every member of the body of Christ is, is an anointed. Every member, every person that has repented and received forgiveness of their sin by praying the prayer of forgiveness is now anointed, is now made righteous and is anointed each and every person. So every for every one of you countries and every one of you persons that has persecuted a Christian, you need to repent. You need to repent. Now is the time for you to repent. Do it while you are yet alive. Do it while you are alive. Because God will and has before taken out an entire company, several companies of men. He's taken out an entire army in less than an hour. It doesn't even take that long. He's done it before. He's done it in a nightfall. The only reason why it was seen is because when daylight hit, they saw everybody was dead. This is in the Old Testament. 
God wants to bless you. He didn't come to hurt you. But you keep killing Christians. You keep beating up on them. You keep stealing from them. You keep hurting them. And why? You don't even know why. You need to get some wisdom. God has plenty. And he keeps telling you. And you think that he's not talking to you. And you keep hating people for the color of their skin. And you tell people, well, I'll kill you. I won't just hurt you. I'll kill you. Why? Why would you kill somebody? For what? They haven't done anything to you. You're not in a you're not in a battle. You're not in a defense. Why? I mean, honestly, I'm not begging. I'm asking you to ask yourself why. And would you do that to your own children? Would you want someone to do that to your children? To just randomly walk up to them and kill them? No reason whatsoever. Just walk up to them and kill them. You don't want that. Because when you have a child, your expectation is that child will grow up to be a blessing. Grow up to give you grandbabies and you'll get a chance to enjoy them. Enjoy their ideas and their creativity. Enjoy listening to their brain works. Just listen to what they got to say. When that child is birthed from your body, that is the greatest joy and love you have ever expressed. Knowing that that is your greatest joy and greatest love, why would you take somebody else's? We need to get some wisdom here. God really does have plenty. Why would we, knowing that God said, look, I'm going to put a plague on you. Stop. Stop hurting. Stop killing these babies. I told you before, I believe that you don't need a law stating that if you do an abortion, that you're going to get 99 years. You don't need that law. You already have a law. You already have a teaching and instruction. It is the Bible. The Bible tells you already that you're going to get jacked up straight cursed. You're going to go to hell. You keep on doing this to God's people. Instead of beating up, instead of killing babies, instead of creating wars so you can see who's going to win like you're playing a game of battleship, Sometimes our elected officials and our heads of kingdoms are so busy playing chess with one another, they forget that those are actual real people on that chessboard that they're messing around with. And they send them off the ward into battle. So what if they get blown up? So what if they lose an arm or lose their whole life? So what if the whole family is dead, their babies are laying on the ground? They don't care because it's not theirs. It doesn't hit home until it actually hits home. And God is saying, I want you to repent now before it hits your home too. I want you to repent now. I want you to change your ways now. You don't need a bunch of crazy laws to incarcerate people. You need God. That's what you're missing. That's what you're craving. You're desiring the Lord and you're so high up on your post that you don't want to let yourself believe that you really know that you need God. 
But you have spouted that I'm self-made for so long that you don't want anybody else to know that you know that there's a higher power. You know that Jesus is real. You know that the Father is alive. But you're too embarrassed to say, okay, I was wrong. I'm not self-made. This is a talent that God put in me. He has opened up many a doors for me. He's the one that healed me. He's the one that blessed me. I pray in secret, but openly I put him down. God is saying you need to flip that script. Matter of fact, stop the put down. He's saying, I want you to lift my name up on high. I want you to tell the truth. Jesus is alive. Jesus is real. Jesus paid the price on the cross for all of us. Jesus came that we may have life everlasting. He came to prosper us. A part of that prospering in 3 John and 2 is understanding your need for God. You got to understand that you need the Lord. And you can't get anywhere without him. In James chapter 2 verse 1 it says, My brethren, have not the faith of our have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come also a person, a poor person, in, in a vile raiment. And ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, meaning the nice clothing, the fine clothing. And say unto him, sit thou here in a good place. And say to the poor, stand thou there or sit there under my footstool. Are not then... Are, are ye not then partial in yourselves and are become judge of evil thoughts? How many times have we done something like that? We've honored people because they're rich. And we dishonor people because they're poor. It says in verse 5, Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called if ye fulfill a royal law according to the scripture thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself ye do well but if ye have respect to persons ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors for whatsoever shall keep the whole law, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. I say that to say, you can't.
pick the word of God apart and only honor the parts that are good for you. You can't, like they did in Louisiana, bring down water just for white folks or bring down food and water just for black folks. In Louisiana, they were so, so convinced of the word of God and the lo- and love and for people that even though they were thirsty, and this happened years ago during the flood in Louisiana, even though they were thirsty, this white woman said, keep your water. If you will not give water to all of us, we will all thirst and die. They were all willing to die because these people were only willing to save one group of people based on the color of their skin. And she let them know that is not love. That is not love. We need to get wisdom. God got plenty. In these times that we are in presently, it is calling for wisdom and humility. There's people that are gouging prices and are hoarding things and are laying people off and beating on people because they don't like their the skin color. They listen to rumors, and not once have they listened to God. And even though they heard God, they kept ignoring him. And he's saying to them, I love you. Why do you do these things? We've all heard it. I love you. Why are you doing that? Stop. Don't do that. Love. Don't hate. Love. Don't hate. Use the wisdom that I have given you. You know what will happen. I will bless those that bless thee. I will curse those that curse of thee. If you want something, I should say, when you want something, come unto me, he said. We all have read that scripture. We've read it in the Bible. God has given so much to so many people. It's hard to believe that any of us could ever think that God won't provide for us. He made the entire world. And he puts so much in it. He says, if you want something, all you got to do is ask for it. Whenever you have want or something, all you got to do is ask for it. And so then when people don't ask for what they want, instead they go and try and manipulate their way into it. God is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It says, in, verse, in Philippians 4 and 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, Think on these things. So we got to think about what we're doing. Think about what we're doing. We can have anything that we want. Anything that we want, we can have it. All we got to do is ask God. Ask God for what we want. 
ask God for what you want. You ain't gotta go take from people. There's a man that did not want this poor person to have something. And so he said in his heart, I am going to charge her a fee for being poor. I'm going to charge him a fee for being poor. How dare they think that they can move into another level. That is what was on his heart for the poor. He taxed them for having a desire to move up in life. He taxed them for having a desire to move up in life. Genesis 12, 1 and 3. It says, I will bless those that bless thee and curse those that curseth thee. That is a real deal thing. It really does happen. I tell you this to say, now is the time to give your heart to God. Now is the time to repent. Now is the time to say yes to the Lord because you may not get what I got. And I only got what I got because I had desired God from such an early age. And I wanted him in my heart. And I happened to have had an intercessor by my side. Not everybody gets one of those. The Lord left the 99 and came for the one. He came and he got me. You may not have that opportunity. So I'm telling you, now is the time to give your heart to the Lord. Now is the time to say, yes, God, I believe you. I receive you. Lord God, I want you in my life. Lord God, I will be forgiven of all my sins. I don't want to live in sin anymore. Let him know you want to repent. Lord, how do I repent? To repent means to change your ways. It means to stop doing that thing that you were doing before. That was causing other people so much harm, so much stress. Things like stealing people from money. Stealing money from people. That doesn't make you good. Things like beating on people, beating your wives. Stop doing that. Things like paying people less. Less. You're already making five times as what they make. And you think that you should make an extra five times more. Because they're black and you're white. Or because people hate them. And it doesn't matter. That kind of stuff will get you called before God and you'll have to answer for it. And here's the problem. You won't be able to answer for it. And a lot of y'all think, well, she's giving her exa- giving us examples of her life. I'm using my life as an example so I don't have to use other people's lives because I know their lives. I know some of their lives and I know some of their examples. But if you can learn from me and learn not to hurt other people, then there's a good chance we can keep you out of hell. I say we because it's me that is giving you the word and you that have to say yes to God. I'm doing my job, but are you doing yours? And your job is to get saved, to believe God. In John three sixteen and 17, it says, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. To have everlasting life means to be forgiven by God, to be forgiven of your sins, and to believe that you are forgiven. To not hold any ill will or past hurts. Don't hold that. Just forgive it and be forgiven. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God loves you and he wants you saved. You can be forgiven and you can forgive. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sin before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth, that you rose from the dead, that I am saved, and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in a dark place, and from this day forward, I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved. Amen. I want you to start reading your Bible, the Holy Bible. Um, you can get one online at BibleGateway.com. version is an app. And um, start reading the book of Matthew. So it's Matthew, Mark, um, Luke, Acts, and then John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts, John. All right. And, and uh, also read the first two chapters of the book of Genesis. And then the last two chapters of the book of Revelation. Do that first and then go back and read the whole Bible. And that's just so that you'll get a good understanding of what the Bible is. All right. And your identity in Christ Jesus and the. Um, it'll help you to understand the walk that you what Jesus did when his ministry upon the earth when he was here. OK. Glory to God. Jesus loves you, beloved. One hundred percent. The Lord is alive. Amen. The Holy Spirit is in the earth right now. And he is our comforter and our way make and our way maker. Glory to God. Trust God with your heart. You have been forgiven of all your sins. Forgive those that have trespassed against you. You'll find that in the book of uh, Matthew chapter six. Forgive those that have trespassed against you. If you don't forgive, your heavenly father won't forgive you. So forgive every person. Just say, just give them a blanket forgiveness. Lord God, I, be, I forgive everybody. 
that's ever done anything to me. I don't want that. There's a scripture for that that you can meditate on. It's Psalms 147.3. He healeth the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. Alright? So do that. Stay in forgiveness. Stay in stay in forgiveness. Don't let the sun go down on, on any hurts or any mal- mistreatment. Forgive immediately. Amen? Forgive immediately. This is Kathy Barks for LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcast. And remember, get wisdom. God is plenteous. Amen. Glory to God. Hasta, I'll see you later. Praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen.